Follow Katie Wolf and 360 online at mix1049.com.au. Now, if you've been listening to the show throughout the week, you will know that uh, we've been discussing the vaccine rollout, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, and the fact that we seem to be a bit slower and uh, will not vaccinating as many people as what we should be at at this point in time across the Territory. We did speak to the uh, to the Chief Minister, Michael Gunner, about this earlier in the week. If you uh, missed the Chief Minister on the show speaking about this earlier in the week, take a listen to what he had to say. So there's a number of vaccines, and every jurisdiction is doing this, a number of vaccines that you have to sort of I'm not hold back's the wrong word, but you've got to make sure you've always got this enough supply for the second shot. We're going to start going in waves or surges. Um, our vaccine numbers will look high and then look low as we get into remote communities, and we're doing communities essentially as a batch. So we've agreed to the Australian government that remote communities, rather than having tranches and getting complicated, just go in a remote community and do it all at once. So that's great. Um, we've now convinced the Australian government that Alice Springs can be treated, you know, inverted commas, as a remote community because of the large Aboriginal population there. So all the tranches in Alice Springs have just been collapsed. So I think you'll see now a, a bit of an increase in vaccine use, which I think is positive. So we are we might... stockpiling? Because I thought the oh. advice from the feds was to not stockpile. No, I won't say stockpiling. It's more that when you go into a remote community to give everyone a vaccine, you've got enough for that remote community. So it's not so much stockpiling, it's making sure that you're Every time you go into a remote community, you've got sufficient supplies to do that remote community. So vaccinate the whole community at once. Whole community at once. So Alice Springs, as you said at the moment, if you're 16 or over, you're eligible to get vaccinated. Why don't we do that here in Darwin? Well, I think it'd be a very good idea, Katie. I'm definitely not ruling that out. That's one of the conversations I'm having with health. Obviously, you've got to make sure if you go down that kind of path, you've got enough vaccines. And so it's just uh, having confidence in supply, which at the moment I think we do. Uh, so I wouldn't wouldn't rule that out in, in Darwin. <laughs> It had certainly prompted some calls, though, throughout the week, uh, Well, for us to do a bit more to try to get people vaccinated. Um, and, uh, and really, um, you know, I mean, when we're talking about the fact that it's being reported nationally that one in four vaccines are not being used and the NT is underutilising our vaccines, we've got uh, 58% of our vaccines have been used. Um, joining us on the line, though, to talk a little bit more about this from a senior's perspective, how our seniors are feeling about uh, getting the vaccine and whether it's been as easy and simple to maybe book in to go and get that vaccine as what we might hope. It is uh, the COTA NT CEO. Oh, Sue Shearer, good morning to you, Sue. Good morning, Katie. How are you? Very well. We haven't had you on the show for a uh, a few weeks, Sue. How have you been? Oh, I've been really well. I've had my COVID shot and didn't even have a sore arm. The flu vaccination was probably made me a little bit sore. So, yep. uh, and I booked in and I got it and um, all's well. So uh, I think there's a little bit of, still a little bit of hesitancy, unfortunately, out in the seniors community that... Um, they're just waiting to see what happens, but um, yeah, it's not, they're not anti-vaxxers. They're no. vaccine hesitant, so I don't think they see any rush, but we would urge them, you know, to go out and to book with their local GP and, and get it done. And so, so um, has it been as easy as one might hope to be able to book in to get that vaccine as well? I have heard it from most people that, uh, especially, you know, in the Darwin area, I booked in, I had to wait two weeks obviously till after my flu injection but mm-hmm. most people are finding it are finding it very easy like the same as in Alice Springs basically nearly all done and dusted down there from the lady who was in charge of the rollout so they're they're doing very well down there and uh you know up up in in the top end I think as I said I think it's just people are, are just still a, a little bit wary because unfortunately as you know yourself yeah. when somebody 
might have a reaction that's sort of broadcast, but then when you look at it in perspective, it's, um, you know, one in uh, point zero point zero zero four percent so really the uh the odds are, are minimal yeah and so what are seniors saying to you in your role uh with Koja about that vaccine hesitancy that you discussed just before uh they're just very wary they still really i don't think understand it but like my particular doctor I can't remember the technical terms, Katie. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a physician, but explain to me about how the clots and all this and all that. So, so really, it's um. And I thought, oh well, gosh, okay, maybe they should say that a little bit more and put out some more information. A bit like you know how it springs as well. They're yeah. a little bit wary of what is going on out there. So we're trying to organise an information session for a lot of seniors because that's also worrying them then and I guess to be honest I would have thought maybe that would be more of an inducement for the ones that are hesitant to go and get their vaccines but um, you know people I, th- I think they're just waiting I think, yeah. with all the, I think they're coming around a bit more now Katie that they're getting a little bit more information and they're more sure yeah. the AstraZeneca but for a while there they were rather frightened of it. Yeah and so you just touched on Howard Springs then is that something that uh, that is a bit of a concern for our seniors in the community at the moment? It is very much of concern for them again because they're just would like it, you know, explain to them about the testing. And, and, and a lot of people don't realise that it was gold standard out there before the federal government took it over and now we've taken it over and uh, again. And uh, some of the changes that are going on and different things that are going on, just to explain how safe it actually is, I think would be a good idea. I mean, sometimes, you know, the, uh, the good old Bush Telegraph and people talk about it and sometimes the facts get a little bit lost in translation as we know Katie so I think it'd be very good if we could um, I have written to the particular people in charge to see if we can have an information session for seniors so I I think you know total transparency is a very good idea. Yeah good idea and do let us know if uh, if there is one of those information sessions if you want to come back on and we can certainly communicate uh, with our seniors in the community too to let them know that it's happening um, so that you can hopefully get lots of people out there and maybe quell some of those concerns Sue. Um, I do want to ask yeah absolutely now I do want to ask you as well this morning I know seniors uh, the NT seniors recognition scheme it is expanding to give seniors more choice it's fantastic news and not not only for seniors but also obviously for the small business community that money will stay locally so that's what we lobbied for as well so we're really really pleased that uh, seniors were listened to because some of it was a little bit discriminatory for people who couldn't drive who couldn't travel and really they didn't have a lot of choice of where to spend it but from the first of july when they get their new card they'll be able to either pay their rates pay a vet bill, buy white goods, buy pharmaceuticals, all sorts of different things. So again, it's fantastic news for seniors. It was never an income management system scheme. It was a recognition scheme for all the seniors' hard work and how they contributed to the territory. So we're really, really pleased with that. And so it's something that people like that our seniors have actually been raising for quite some time as well, haven't they? 
since its inception, mm. actually, that as I said, it wasn't an income management scheme. It was something that uh, really it's a it's a recognition scheme. So if they want to actually buy a new fridge, and especially for people on a low income, or they they need a new air conditioner, they need to you know they need to, a beloved pet needs a bill, and as we know sometimes, Katie, when with with your family, sometimes yep. to buy pharmaceuticals and that it's expensive. Yeah. So, that, that money can go towards all those things. Now, the only thing is obviously alcohol, gambling products, adult products and gift cards and vouchers so they can't be transferred yeah. for money. So, Well, which we is fair enough. To, yeah, exactly. We asked them to open it up and they have. took a while, but they've listened and I think it is fantastic news all around. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. Well, Sue Shearer, it is always uh, great to catch up with you. Um, we'll catch up with you again in the in the very near future. No problem, Katie, and it's cold and wet down in Sydney town, so oh. I'm missing the beautiful weather up there. I bet you are. It's glorious weather here at the moment, Sue. You want to get back here? Right, I will try next Tuesday, but don't rub it in too much, okay? <laughs> Good on you, Sue. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you for your time today. Okay. Pleasure, Katie. Bye-bye. Thank you. That is Sue Shearer there, who is indeed uh, the Council of the Ageing uh, here in the Northern Territory, the CEO of COTA, and it's always good to catch up with her.